Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Want to go to Greece together? No, seriously. How about the spring of 2023? That's right. My favorite yogi, Jose Portillo, and I are back. We are hosting our first international yoga wellness life coaching retreat in Greece. And you can pre-register to be one of the first people to apply. We are only taking 10 people and I would love for you to be one of them. So to stay in the know, visit www.letscreateyourfate.com and get on that list to apply. See you in Greece. Controlling your life is ruining your life. Hot take, I know, but uh, we're all obsessed with control. Why? Why are we so obsessed with control? We are humans, but somehow we feel that like, this control is just going to make us feel better, that we are going to get further, it gives us more confidence. Why? Today we're actually going to go over why control is actually harming you, how it's actually not allowing you to live your best life ever. So we're going to reframe your thoughts around control, go into the art of actually allowing your life to happen. And with me today, I have the self-proclaimed biggest control freak out there. Lacey Mitchell is <laughs> hello, back. <laughs> hello. And I enjoy that title a little too much, which just tells you that I really am one of the biggest control freaks. You know, it's it's a tough thing. I think a lot of people identify with being a control freak. I know I do. Yes. Um, so if you are, are new to tuning in, Lacey Mitchell is a business owner. She is an entrepreneur extraordinaire. Tell us about your business. Give us a little bit of background of what exactly are you such a control freak over? Oh, my gosh. Pretty much every facet of my life. But um, I think that... Starting a business has definitely spiked the control levels. Um, so I own an edible glitter company that we sell online and we wholesale to boutiques and gift shops and, you know, like little wine stores and stuff like that. And being a business owner, if you thought you might be a control freak, start a business and then you will just see how much you think you can control and how much you actually don't control. Mm -hmm. And it will really open your eyes to some issues with control for sure. So. Right. And there's some signs that we discovered. On, yes. Um, you can just say yes if any of these hit. So if you, uh, <laughs> if you are in denial about being a control freak, uh, let's hit you with the good stuff. So uh, signs you might be a control freak. You are not a good team player. Okay, so for me, this one, I love working in groups. I played sports. I think that um, growing up, I think that playing team sports and stuff like that kind of gives you that like... I, you kind of adjust being a team player. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think this is where I'm terrible. However, when it came to like school projects and things, I would give people an opportunity to like do the work. And the second that they weren't, I was like, look, I will just do the whole thing. You can all get a straight A on this paper or whatever like, the project yeah. was. <laughs> and so... I will say this is probably the one that like I'm the least amount so, of a control freak on. So you're a good team player if you're in charge. 
Which leads me into number two. You do not delegate tasks. So, yeah, I'm. this is where I'm really tough. And this is why I think a lot of people are, are in control. So, like, I'm here for the coaching, okay? I'm not here to give the advice. Okay, so just want to throw that out there ahead of time. So... I, what I think is what happens with people, and this is what happens for me, I delegate a task and then it goes all wrong. And Take backsies. Yes. <laughs> let me just take that back. <laughs> yeah. Let me just, just kidding, I'll do it because it's easier. Yeah. So as, an, as a person who thrives on efficiency, for me to explain to Joe how to do something is going to take me three times as long as it will for me to just do it myself. Mm -hmm. Now, where the problem lies is if I have to continue to work with Joe. So I catch Sorry, myself Joe. not delegating things because I'm like, it's just by the time I tell you how to do it, I could have it done. Right. And so the efficiency part of me gets in the way mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. delegating tasks. Right. This this mask of efficiency, you know, and I coach a lot of business owners on um, how to show up as a leader, uh, just even energetically. So I'm going to run through these these um, signs you might be a control freak and we'll, we'll come back to them. So you're not a good team player um, if you're not carrying the team. You do not delegate tasks because you believe that you are 100% responsible for your success. And bringing Joe into this, guilty. I know, right? I'm so you guilty. spend a lot of time correcting people. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you invest a lot of time in trying to convince other people to change. This is the better way of doing it. Do it this way. You spend a lot of energy trying to prevent bad things from happening. That oh. is me. I'm a fixer in advance. And uh, this is this last one, which I never thought was a sign that you are a control freak, but it's so interesting. Ugh. You lack compassion for people who make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. So are you a control freak? Let's, uh, yes. let's revisit that. <laughs> I think I might have yesed all of those. And wow. Yeah. So yeah. And, and some of them are like a strong yes. And some of them are like, yeah, I kind of am like that. And then some of them are like, you would say no, but everybody else who you work with would say yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In denial. <laughs> yeah. So let's break this down. You know, these okay. are clearly behaviors uh, that are not healthy for growth, right? We're going to get into what happens if you stay in this control mindset of I have to do everything myself, right? There's right. no growth there. And we're going to get into that. But let's just talk about, let's back this up. Why is control so important to us? This false sense of control, or even if it's a real sense of control, why is it so important to you? Oh, for me, it's like a safe place. It's a, if I control it, then nothing will go wrong or nothing bad can happen or I won't get hurt or I, you know, just even not even like relationships, like in the car, you know, if I'm in control of what's going on here, then I'm probably not going to get in an accident. Like mm -hmm. it's like this lack of trust from other people and it's just almost a safe zone that I put myself in because I have learned so many times over and over and over and over again, 
if I trust that person, that could be a waste of money. It could um, hurt me. It could be a waste of time, um, which is, you know, when you're a business owner is not something you have a lot of. Right. Well, yeah, people don't want to waste their time or their money. Right. Exactly. And or, you know, maybe in a relationship, it's, um, you know, you could get hurt or I don't know. It's just it seems like. I control things in order to keep myself safe in all of those areas. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. Well, and it's it's funny to think, oh, if I, like, let's just say driving in your car. If I control, right, what I do with my car and I have an eye on everybody else, right, mm-hmm. I'm um, doing the work for everybody else. I'm watching where they should be going. Right. right? I'm, I'm going to carried this whole team of cars myself, right? That actually does not prevent anything, right? right? I mean, right. you might be, I mean, I guess to a degree, you want to be you know, vigilant and pay attention, but something could totally happen that you have not planned for. Exactly. Right? And that's where it's, it's, it's interesting. False. It's yeah. like a false safety net. This, Yeah, this false safety net. And we rely so much on it of... You know, because if you think about it, you can only control what you know, mm-hmm. and what you know is everything up like what you know for certain, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously with your lens on how things have been in the past, like your your own unique perspective of that. But you can only control what you know, and you only know everything up into this present moment, this present moment, this present moment. Everything else hasn't happened yet. Yep. So we put this feeling that we could only attribute to the past into the future yep thinking we can do the same thing oh i know for certain that this is going to happen and then when we had that expectation moving forward what happens is is when something that you did not prepare for because you put the past into the future mm-hmm. or your feelings on it then you're like blown away yes and totally rattled yes Yeah. So like when you were saying that stuff, I was thinking, yeah, because I have this sense of responsibility. I think it was in one of the things that you read Mm -hmm. off. I have this sense of like, I have to be responsible. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't know if this is like a learned behavior from my childhood. I was, um, one of my childhood friends, her mom would always say that her name's Haley, my childhood best friend. Her mom would always tell us, I could have put the two of you in an apartment and you would have paid the bills and been responsible. And like she was like at like 10, you guys could have run the show at 10 years old. And so probably was a little bit learned behavior. Haley was a lot more responsible than me. So I think I learned. Yes, she taught me her ways. But I think it's like this responsibility. And then to add on to that, I've always been super independent. My parents are like. I just never had to worry about you. I just knew you'd take care of yourself. And then so you get this like positive thing like, yeah, be responsible, be independent, um, be independent. And nobody ever you're you're just the kid that like we just don't have to worry about you. And Mm -hmm. and so it's like one of those you get this like, yeah, this is a good way to be. And the reality is, is like you start controlling everything. Mm -hmm. And then when you lose control, it's like the bottom comes out and you're just like, now I don't know what to do. And I absolutely, and you still don't trust anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. you um, still are trying to blame yourself of what went wrong. Where did I mess that up that, you know, and it's, 
The good thing, I think, to like take a look at a situation and try to evaluate like what happened, but there's a lot of like guilt that comes along with that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I think. So. I think. Yeah. I think that um, if you're new to this show, everything is enneagram based. So I do coaching that is based off of a personality test called the enneagram, and uh, you can take the test. It's, we'll, we'll link it in the episode, uh, in the show notes, but. Everything stems from the Enneagram is great. It's a personality test that's rooted in motivators. So when you think why you, you might not, not even think that you're a control freak, yeah. even even looking at these behaviors, you're yeah. like, oh, no, that's still not me. Or oh, yeah. sometimes or only at work. Right. Who, who I, I get this one all the time. I'm a different person at work. Oh. No, you're not, honey. It's just this <laughs> different environments, but you're the same person. Yeah, right? I love that. I know. It's so funny. People will even say, oh, well, I'm, I'm this type at work and then I'm this type at home. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. And I just let them. Yeah. Uh, I I, you want to control that uh, uh-huh. perspective? Sure. And then a couple months into coaching, they're always like, so I'm actually just this across the, the board. I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But there's different motivators for pe- like for why people cannot give up control. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's a number system, one through nine. So if you're a type one, it's, I can't alleviate control because what if somebody else messes this up and it's not correct, right? Yeah. If it's not perfect. Yeah. Two, I can't alleviate control because I want to be responsible for how people view me and basically how people love me. So let me yes. try and manipulate situations in a without a malicious intent, but to make sure I get that love. Yes. Right? Threes, you know, Lacey's a three. Um <laughs> Which, you know, they're the achievers. You want to get it done and efficiency is so important to you. So I want to get this done. I want to check it off the list and I want this to be the best. So let me do it. And if you're a type four, it's I want to control how people view me because I want to look a certain way and I don't want to be like anybody else. And then fives. Uh, I think fives probably allevi- or have an issue with alleviating control just because, again, that personal security. Yeah. Right. Same things with a six. It co- comes a lot into just security and safety. Yeah. Um, sevens, we just like to, I'm a seven, we like to fix things in advance because I don't like confrontation. And if I can control this mm-hmm. and do it my way, then I can uh, um, prevent a future problem again that does not exist. Yeah. And then eights, the the challenger, their core fear and their core desire is all around control. Yep. They want to be in control. That is literally who they are. I have bigger self-worth if I am in control. Yeah. And then nines uh, don't want anything in the the environment to be disrupted. So let me control kind of um, other people in this little puppet game so nobody gets upset with anybody Anybody else. else. Yeah. So it's like these different motivators. That's why understanding the Enneagram is so helpful in understanding. It just gives you a a little, ooh, yeah, that is right. And then these behaviors start to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Well, and also like, so I'm a three and I'm a, you said an achiever. So like notice what I said was I was told I was responsible. Mm -hmm. I was told Mm -hmm. I was independent. And to me, that was like a compliment that I wanted to live up to. So it's like even that Mm-hmm. kind of feeds into why I like to be in controls yeah. because you're taking, I know she'll take care of it. I know she's, you know, I don't have to worry about her, mm-hmm. but inside I'm worrying about all the things and so overwhelmed by mm-hmm. it. And <clears throat> I even notice it, like I catch myself. So I will say I'm working on it. This is definitely something I'm working on because 
I have a tendency as an independent woman to like not let people help me and well, and you're an, you're an independent business owner. Yes, you know. Yes, and so I am. I am seeing things for what they are. Like for example, in my business, um, I just hired someone to help me with um, some of our website stuff. Like we just needed like tweak a lot of things, and what I saw was that the parts that I didn't have a hand in kind of went south. I mean, we hired some people, we wasted some money, Mm -hmm. and that's not anybody's fault because we didn't know better. Right. I had nothing to do with some of those situations. And so there was a moment where I had this whole like, see, if I'm not in it, then it just doesn't work and it goes wrong and it doesn't get managed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I had that moment of, oh, my gosh, but see, I also relinquished control and I could have been in that spot, too, and it would have gone the exact same way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even if yeah. I wasn't in control. Right, because you only know what you know at the best. You made the best decision at the time that you knew it. And then, right. it's, yeah, it's like it's kind of funny because you take this this idea of control. It's like, had I done this, it would have been this way. But that's taking present self with the information that you knew now, applying it to the past where really it's like right, I didn't know this information like time traveling here. It just yeah. doesn't work. You have to stay in the moment and. Oh, I love that. I love that, that you're, I'm taking what I know now and Mm -hmm. acting like I could have applied that to the past. Oh my gosh, I love that. Boom. Did I I know that, right? (laughs) Episode's over. Yeah. (laughs) Short episode today. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's so spot on though, because we think, you know, I think the, the one thing that spoke to me was not having compassion for people who make mistakes, which is, yeah. I know it's like inherently that sounds awful, it sounds, especially as a coach. Yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I know it, but that is, it's hard to, to do. Um, I, I don't like mistakes. You know, I'm a seven, but that means I'm also a stressed out one. Yeah. And I really don't like mistakes because yeah. I become very overly critical of myself and others and everybody involved. And then, I essentially kind of even cat- catastrophize it. Yeah. I think, that's cat- I think you said it right. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm like, hmm. um, where it's like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to deal with all of this confrontation. And uh-huh. it, it stems from not wanting to confront yeah. and having awkward situations. So, like, let me just try and plan for all these things again. Now I'm future based that haven't happened yet. So you see somebody making a mistake and your automatic reaction is great. They're going to make a lot of mistakes and then I'm mm-hmm. going to have to sit them down and tell them, look, is the, you're yes. going to have to confront it. So it's a lot of fear. So which is also oh. interesting because Enneagrams five, six and seven are all rooted in our core emotion, underlying emotion is fear. So I'm future based. Okay. Right? Of this could potentially happen. What can I do to fix it? Which is a great skill to have yeah. in life, but um dialing it back. Right. right? Just like right. Mm, appropriately. And then, you know, for two, threes and fours, that's that underlying feeling is shame uh-huh. and guilt. So that's why you're going to the past and being like, if I had done this better. Yeah. And that and then would like have what, Lacey, what were you thinking? Why didn't you just have a hand in that? You know that you know that that could have been different. And, and you're harping on yourself. Yeah, and blaming myself mm-hmm. over it. And you, who do you, who did you say does that? Is it ones, twos, and threes? Uh, two, threes, and fours. Two, threes, so and fours. That's the heart triad of the Enneagram. Gotcha. Um, and then the eights, nines, and ones, they have that their core underlying emotion that they have easy access to. Basically, mm-hmm. if, um, if something happens and shit hits the fan, you that'll be like your fight or fight 
response, yeah. like, oh, something that just pops up is it's anger. Yeah. So that's where there's, um, that's where it's either outward or inward, right? Mm-hmm. Some people yell and yeah. other people are overly self-critical and then can become passive aggressive yeah. if things, you know, aren't going their way. But, um, so for like showing compassion to people who make mistakes, here's what happens for me. And I think this is just maybe this may this may be part of just me being a, a little bit of a people pleaser too. But my first thought is, okay, they're human, they just made a mistake. And then my second thought is, but I wouldn't have made that mistake. And that's where I'm very guilty with that because I think all the time, and I think this happens a lot, and I think you and I have talked about this many times, like when it rains, it pours. It's like this person that you've hired makes a mistake, and this person you've hired makes a mistake, and then all these people are making mistakes. And then what I do is I think, man, I would have never had most of the jobs I've had if I made as many mistakes as everybody else does out there. Mm -hmm. And so then I like (laughs) do this like... Yeah, I don't screw up, right. even though I do. And then when you do mess up, it's like even worse. Yeah, like yes, so yes. I heard this quote from someone who's actually going to be coming on the show in the next couple of months, and she. I went to this seminar, and, and she was saying, essentially, what pisses you off in other people mm-hmm. are most likely your natural strengths yeah. or things that you are really good at. Yes. So it's when I start thinking yep. about mistakes that I do not like in other people that really irritate me. Uh-huh. And this this has been a game changer. When I go in and I coach teams, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, because you think everyone sees things the way you think it, and then obviously they don't. Uh, people have different lenses and different perspectives. But we think the playing field is even, yeah. right? I know this. So they should know this, right? right? But it's not an even playing field because this is my strength, yeah. right? So I'm I'm already at the advantage, and then they that might be their area of opportunity, as we call it in the coaching world. Yeah. So now the 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 gap is really big, right? Yeah. So it's not even like you know, apples to apples. It's like oranges to like blueberries or something right. totally different and we have all these expectations that we place on ourselves. we put those and we put them on other people yeah and then we say oh you're not as good as me so and, and that can resonate in, in all these behaviors right let me just do it myself or right or rage right which is yeah. a very human emotion <laughs> i was so. like when we were talking about the driving thing i was like and this is why i have road rage yeah. and because I get so upset. And I think also, too, in my brain, or just in general, I feel like I'm giving 100% to almost everything I do. Mm-hmm. My business, my workouts, my relationship, my family. And so when I'm doing the best that I can always, mm-hmm. and I see other people who are not concerned with doing the best that they can always... I get frustrated or become in, mm-hmm. want to control. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things for me where I'm like, I just feel like I'm doing my the best. Like I am mm-hmm. putting in 100, 110% always. Mm-hmm. There's never a moment where I'm like, meh, you know? Yeah. Well, and here's the funny thing is, and, and this is another thing I like about the Enneagram. And I when I do group coaching together, I'm just thinking about a couple of teams where 
if I, I think if, you know, we're different and um, my motivator is I don't like confrontation and yours is like, I want to get this done. Check mark, check mark, check mark. Yes. So if you, and you're really good at um, blowing through things to get all the check marks yeah. done for the day. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's back this up. I don't want to make a mistake because um, I don't want to have a confrontation later. I'm going to control it by like measuring twice and cutting once. Yeah. More like measuring 47 times and cutting once. Yeah. Actually never even cutting because I'm too scared to. <laughs> but you, and then you see that as you're not getting things done quickly enough. Yeah. And so let me just, just take hang this. the damn picture. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. right, it's okay. Doesn't it's have crooked. to be perfect. It just has to be hung. Like, but you, but here you are saying no. I want to control this moving forward, and I'm like I want to control this being like 100 right. Because while your strength might be no, we'll fix it if we get there. Uh huh. And you know, mitigating that challenge, I'm like crippled by it. Right. And so if you think that your your strengths, like your strengths are not everybody else's strengths, but also think what are your weaknesses? Right. So how can somebody help you with this? And this is this comes into delegating and um, something called the genius zone. I was getting ready to say, I yeah. knew you were going to say, <laughs> staying in your zone of genius. Yeah, like what are you really good at? What lights you up? What you're passionate about? What can you be naturally efficient with? Because, um, you, you know, you like doing it. Yeah. And that is going to be, if you can stay in your zone of genius more, that actually is more fulfilling than having control over everything that you do don't like doing right right you know? like if For i could sure. have a personal driver oh my god you know, i love I th- when people drive me <laughs> even though i, I mean, say like if i have to be in control of the car but there are certain people i'm like yeah you get to drive i dropped you off for a date once yeah and we were going to pretend that i was the uber <laughs> and you were going to sit in the back <laughs> that's the kind of driver i want though that's you what know I, yeah i'm talking black car yeah like xl yeah. Uh-huh. you know but i i actually think about that I lived in New York for a summer when I auditioned for SoulCycle and went to train there. I was so happy, so happy. Not having to drive. Not driving. It was amazing. I was pe- like so at peace. Okay, see, on the flip side, I have more anxiety when I don't have my car to be in control to leave when I want mm. or mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. So, And it's not necessarily like, you know, like I rode here with you today. It's not like that. The thought process was, well, I guess I could just like stop on my way home and do this. And then I was like, "Eh, it's fine. Um, But whenever it's like, you know, if we go out for drinks or whatever, and I leave my car parked somewhere, and the next morning I don't have it. It is like a total I'm spiral st- in my head. Get me out. Yeah. Even <laughs> though all do. I have to do is get an Uber <laughs> yeah. to my car, it is like suddenly I'm out of control and I can't Relying leave. on others. Relying right? Relying on, on Uber to come yeah. get me. Like when can the when can I yeah. get my car? Yeah, for sure. And the so, unknown of that. So like for me lately, what I've been doing is just trying to like slow down situations and think like, okay, for example, we were cooking dinner. Um, my boyfriend and oh, I yes. were cooking dinner and I was like, why is he putting <laughs> why is he putting the corn on the grill in that direction? And in my, I know this is so silly, but like these are the things I'm having to I'm gonna, do. I'm gonna to like, like hashtag marriage tips you know yeah. for this episode like, I know. 
And but I'm like, I literally was like, wow, you're just trying to control even how he the puts corn. the food on the grill, and it Stop turned out controlling the corn. He turns out he was putting on a better way than what I do. Yeah, and so, and I think some of this is just like being my father's daughter is like I'm always right, or mm-hmm. the way that I do things is the this right is way. Best. Yeah. Yes. And so to be like, oh my gosh, wait, he's actually putting it in the like grids where they don't roll. And I was like, wow, his mm-hmm. way's better. And I'm so glad this conversation happened in my head and not out loud to him because he also, like me, is a control freak. And, mm-hmm. you know, like that's where we butt heads is like, who's right in this mm-hmm. situation? And we, this is just, it's like our number one conversation. Yeah. And so I'm like catching myself. Who's like right? Everybody's slowing right. Slowing <laughs> down and thinking situations through. But like what practices could I do to like relinquish well, some think, of the I think awareness is the first step, right, of um, being open. So one, you know, definitely staying in the present moment versus time traveling to either the past or the future this could have been done a better way, yes. could have, should have, would have, or, oh my gosh, all these things that could potentially happen and don't exist yet. So stay in the moment because you're going to feel most like yourself, like yes. your true essence, right? Yes. It's, it's all about kicking the ego. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Dang. yeah, I know nobody <laughs> likes that word. I don't like that word either, Ugh. but my ego doesn't like the word ego. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, my essence is like, whoo, finally, yay. But um, you know, we're made of our, our essence, who you truly are, and then your ego basically comes in from the time we're very, very young and tries to, quote unquote, protect you yeah. from the outside world to keep you safe, keep you um, happy and, quote unquote, happy, right, right. With, with the knowns, because right. what is known is safe. So, let's so not, my ego is the control freak here. It's yeah. not even my fault. Is, does that if that makes Hallelujah. you feel better? Then, Thank you. If that makes, <laughs> if that you, makes sleep. you feel better, we oh man, we're gonna have an, another episode on this. <laughs> but yeah, it's really it's your ego. So the good news is you do have complete control of your ego, right? Yes. Um, one thing that I think for this purpose, let's let's go back to the corn, right? Okay. Honestly, corn is so good. You just don't want to mess that up. You put Sapio Mama on it, and um, it was like the best corn I've ever had in my life. So, like, it was a full circle thing, and I was like, this is actually better. So, being open, right? When you're, when you are in control, right? Mm -hmm. Think about it. And and we are definitely going to make this a two part series. We're going to go over one solution here of applicable things that you can change and implement into your life if you change your perspective and then I definitely want to continue this into a a second episode so tune in um, next week to where this is actually probably resonating in your life because it's not just work it's not just relationships and we're going to go over some even more solutions we're going to deep dive into how you can alleviate control in your life so you stop ruining your life so if you just go in with this perspective change of I am open to something being even better than what I know. Okay. Yes, I love that. And everybody has a different lens. Everybody has a different experience, right? And allowing, right. I think that comes with allowing, right? We're going to go into the, the art of allowing um, in, the, in the next episode. But allowing somebody to be better than you at something and thinking and knowing, believing, trusting that you're on the same team. Yes. Yes. Like it, that's not funny you say that. Having this, having this mentality. Let's just take road rage. 
Um, and this is something that I have to work on because I am overcoming. From a mild case. I'm, I'm overcoming slowly <laughs> the road rage. Um, yes, don't Marco Polo me while I drive. But <laughs> if you assume, stop assuming. It's an assumption. Stop assuming that everybody is against you. Yes. And that everybody is on the same, like everybody's on the same team, right? Nobody drove out of their driveway down the street onto the highway and said, I would love to get into an accident today and I right. can't wait to cut five people off and be a total a-hole today. Like, Except for those guys not. with the lifted trucks. They do. But Texas, anyway. Texas. <laughs> that's just Texas. Um, I saw this really funny meme. It was terrible. I don't even know if I should say it. On Maybe the, not. I know I it was. Know. It was like it was. It was terrible. It was like when a truck goes by, like a really like crazy expensive car, and they're like doing all the loud stuff and <laughs> all the things. They're like, "Yeah, we see you, bro. Sorry, your dad didn't." Oh, <laughs> like, I know. Oh, I was God. like, "Ooh," but I feel that like <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I think we all know that. Yeah, um, and it is true. Can confirm. Yes, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's if you assume, like, stop thinking that everybody's against you. Nobody yeah. is out to get you. Ugh, expect good things. Expect good things, right? Oh. And also expect good things, like that you're gonna get what you want or something even better. Yeah. You have to allow something better to happen that yes. you haven't thought of yet. Because once again, stay in the present. You are projecting your present self into the future, and it does not belong there. Right, right. And so you have no idea all this opportunity when you are so in control, you cut yourself off to so much opportunity because, oh, no, 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 this is the best way to do it. Let's go back to the past. Yes, this could have been the best way to do it at this time but then it's there's something called evolution and adaptability it's like i'm not using my iphone 3 anymore right i'm yeah. not using the house phone with the dial things with right? a really long cord yeah it's like you have to that was the best thing at the time i'm not gonna sing but to quote taylor swift she does say that yeah seemed like the best thing at the time right and allowing that to be true right just because something better comes up yes. now does not mean you were wrong in the past. Right. True. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that because I think I have this tendency to go back and, and I've worked on this saying like I was just doing the best that I could at the time, like with the knowledge that I had at the time and forgiving, like mm -hmm. I have a hard time forgiving myself. And I think a lot of people do. And a lot of my friends do, you know, I think that if you carry some sort of guilt, it's, because of something in the past or mm -hmm. something, you know, it's like not doing what I should have done. Um, and then also kind of assuming that everybody else is just doing the best that they can. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't always work out, but I think my attitude is I'm always doing the best that I can and nobody else is. Right. When it's really this... we're all just doing the best that we can. Right. And sometimes people's skills are not as good as yours or the expectation was, um, maybe higher than the delivery. And we're going to go into that next episode too. But let's talk about that. It's the forgiveness, right? It's the grace. It's this um, allowing the past to be the past and, and this fake duality, right? This, this fake sense of control, but also this fake duality of if I'm right, then you're wrong. 
Right. This is the best way. That's not the best way. Right. Right. So um, we're going to wrap this up for today. And by so fast. But going to to part two, we're going to go over where uh, all this control is actually going to be. Where is it resonating in your life that you actually it's sneaky? Yeah, it's not just work. It's not just your relationship. It's sneaky. So we're going to go over all of those and then go over a lot more applicable um, ways to alleviate control and actually allow your best life to happen. I love it. I love it. So we're going to be tagging Sugar Mama Shimmer. Um, People are going to be finding you. Yes. Uh, We'll we'll tag in the show notes for sure. Yeah. We got a new website. New website. New products. New products. We got some new stuff. We got some cocktail napkins. Just in time for Pride. Unicorn Dust. Oh, Unicorn Dust. New colors. New colors. So you can find us at SugarMamaShimmer.com. That's M-A-M-A. Or on Instagram, Facebook. We're on the talk, but like, I don't know what happened. The talk's been like grounding me because every time I try to post a video, it just goes to space. So, but it's at Sugar Mama Shimmer. I don't know. I don't know. The talk. But I still enjoy it. Yeah. Scrolling, even though if they won't let me post. I mean, there's some good stuff on there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've I've cut myself off from TikTok, but (laughs) that's just my own personal. That's a whole other podcast episode. But, um, (laughs) Tune in next week for part two. And as always, if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect Expect good good things always. (laughs) (laughs) And they will happen. (laughs) They will. We promise.